What's up, guys? It's Mickey, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. If you guys hear me moving around, that's my blankie. I'm trying to like stay all cozy and warm while I record for you guys. So yeah, it is fall season upon us. How do we feel? How do we feel about it? Y'all know it's your girl's favorite time of the year. This week, I wanted to talk about um, how should I describe it? <laughs> trying to think out loud here this is off the top of the dome so let's see i wanted to this <clears throat> so this week i wanted to talk about even the good relationships take work too and i've mentioned this on episodes in the past that one of the lessons that I learned was that the good ones take work, the bad ones take work. And I had this, uh, how should I put it? I had this misconception that, oh my God, if I'm having to put in extreme amounts of work or lots of work then, or if I'm having to put in, let's be honest, I had this kind of thing, like if I had to put in work period for a relationship, then it probably was like a sign that it wasn't for me or that I wasn't ready for it, that kind of thing. And when I say period, I mean period. I was like one of those in denial people thinking like, if it's a good relationship, it's going to feel great. Like it's going to be good all the time. It may not be fantastic all the time. You may not feel super joyous around the person all the time. And I mean this for all relationships, not just romantic, of course. I have to give that disclaimer because so many people will automatically think that I'm talking about romantic relationships. But as you guys know, I talk about family dynamics. I talk about friendships. To be honest, if I talk about romantic relationships, it's kind of rare because uh, I'm not in one. <laughs> I'm not in one. So I'm not really looking at it from that. Or if I'm talking about romantic relationships, nine times out of 10, it's from the perspective of other people in my life or other people I've crossed paths with that maybe they have taught me like a valuable lesson of something to look out for or something to try to apply, you know, just different things. But I want you guys to know that what I'm about to talk about can really happen in any kind of relationship that you have in your life and you don't have to exclude it to just uh, romantic. So I used to think that if it was like, if it felt too off, like, no, like I got to a point because I wasn't always this way. I got to a point where if it started to feel off a little bit, I questioned everything. Like I questioned the person. I questioned my common sense with dealing with the person. I questioned just everything about it. Like, is it time to go? Like track shoes are sitting in the corner, right? Track shoes are sitting in the corner. They're right next to me. Or matter of fact, they're not even in the corner because I'm not sitting in the corner. So wherever I'm sitting, that's where the track shoes are and they're ready to be laced up. Like that's the point that he got to. And I realized that, you know, I've talked about this on episodes too, that for a lot of people, it's like, my problem is that I, you know, I stay too long. I don't know when to go. Well, on the flip side of that, you know, they usually applaud people like, you left, you left. But there is a whole nother end of the spectrum of the flip side of, yes, I left, but I left, I left before I was ready. I left before I gave it time to mature. I left when... I didn't even try. Like there is a opposite end of that spectrum, like to the extreme version, which is why I always say we as human beings are, we're gray. We're gray colored, right? We are 
fully mixed of different things and different personality traits and so forth and so on. And we all have different life experiences. However, there are so many things in life with us being great human beings that we try to make black or white that I just think it's, it's comical. It's comical for us as humans to be as complex and diverse and different things as we are and still try to handle life situations as extreme opposite end of the spectrums or black and white. And I can honestly say in relationships, that's what I did. Now I have my reasons for being that way and I'm not going to go into in this week's episode, but still, no matter what the reasons are, the fact still stands is that I had the opposite problem of really being ready to leave as soon as it got hard. So it would be like, being in a any kind of relationship and seeing a problem arise and be like, oh, I'm not dealing with this, or this is a you issue. This isn't a one-time thing. No, this is who you are at your core. Like I've had that problem of literally thinking that a person making a mistake was literally core personality trait. And that's a messed up mindset to have, right? Because imagine if the tables were reversed and I felt the same way, I made a mistake, but you're trying to say that's who I am. I made a mistake, but you're trying to say this is all I'll ever be. I can't amount to anything more. I can't grow. I can't change and evolve. That is literally everything that I go against on BK and that I try to encourage you guys to see in a different way. And I say that all to say that there is a tension between when to stay and when to go. And I'm not here to tell you uh, what the signs look like, you know, because every situation is different. Every situation is uniquely different. Every person is uniquely different and everybody has different beliefs. I will tell you to start with God. If you're in the tension of stay or go, start with God. He'll tell you to either stay or to go. And whichever decision he gives you, you need to stand on that and ignore all the outside voices. Because if you stay in something, people question it. If you leave something, people question it. People don't know what they want in life, but yet they are so good at trying to tell you what you should and shouldn't do, even though they don't even know what they want for their own lives or what or how they would even handle the situation had it happened to them. So my biggest thing that you guys know I often encourage, keep it to yourself. Okay, keep it to yourself, keep it to God. And if you have to talk to another human being that's not a paid therapist, you know, that's paid to keep your secrets, then hopefully you have a safe community. And when I say community, I don't mean like 10, 15 people. I mean, probably one hand or less that can give you solid advice or can just be a listening ear kind of thing. And the reason that I wanted to emphasize that the good relationships take work too is because I just had that insane idea that it, they didn't or they didn't take as much work kind of thing. But honestly, from my experience, some of the best people in my life, family, friends or whatever, every single relationship I have to put in effort to show up because number one, I believe in God. So my flesh wants to come out every single day, every single time. My selfishness wants to come out every single day, every single time. I have to make the choice to be deliberately intentional about loving people better, about forgiving them, about responding out of kindness and love, not responding out of anger, out of frustration, out of my sorrow, you know, like making permanent decisions on temporary emotions is one of the most dangerous things you can do because you can't get the moment back. Sometimes you don't get access to the person back and you definitely can't take the words that you say back. And as we all know here, life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? So we say that, but I think we underestimate 
<laughs> the words that we the words that we say to each other. Like we say, I said this messed up thing, but I was angry. And it's like, okay, I can understand that you're angry. And at the same time, still can feel the impact of your words. Like even if you may not mean it, your intentions, you may not mean it, but there is still an impact that is left after that's like, ouch, kind of thing. And I'm not saying this for anybody else. I'm speaking for myself. Like I know there are times where I have to work on, that's why I'm so quiet so often. And a lot of times people be like, so you're not gonna say anything or, like, what are your thoughts? And I keep them in my head because I just know the impact that it can have off of saying something out of anger, off of saying something out of sorrow. And the person may not mean it, but it can change the way you view the person. That's possible. And it may not necessarily be fair because you may know deep down their intentions were this and this, but you never really know how deep the wound will cut, even from words sometimes. And they say, sticks and stones and break my bones, but words never hurt me. Who the hell said that? Like, who came up with that? <laughs> because that's literally goes against what God tells us to be intentional with how we interact with each other, to really emphasize that life and death is in the power of the tongue. How we speak to each other, what spews out of our mouth to each other goes back to sometimes literally what's in our heart. And we know that our hearts can be deceitful. So sometimes it's being deceitful on us and it's up here getting us to spew out things that we would never say had we been in a healthier place, that we would never say had we been in a more loving place, that we would never say had it not been shown to us and said to us kind of thing. Like there are so many things that apply. And that goes back to what I was explaining earlier. We are as human beings that look at us as gray, not gray as in gloom and doom, but gray as in the middle ground. There's too many things that contribute for us to be at one end of the spectrum or the opposite. But the reason that I say that is because I have been asked before, and before people listen to this episode and try to make assumptions on who asked me this, you do not know them. This applies to everybody. You do not know them. Um, but I have been asked before, like, how do I determine what family member should get access to me and who shouldn't kind of thing. And I'll just speak from my own experience. There are certain family members in my life that I know for a fact I'm not in a place to rekindle, reconnect, reconstruct, anything would re, meaning do again, or rebuild, uh, connect us back together. I'm not in a place for that. I know that for a fact. Like I know that it wouldn't be fair to the other party. It wouldn't be fair to me. It would just be a waste of time. And I just, I don't, I don't have time to waste. Like I could die today. I could die tomorrow. I don't have time to waste, right? And then there are other people in my life who we've had challenges and stuff. And I know for a fact that I'm still willing to put in the work. I'm still willing to forgive them. And I hate to say it because I know we're supposed to forgive everybody, but I'm willing to forgive them at a different pace and grace than I would for somebody else. And the reason that I say that is because I really learned why God tells us to not only love ourselves, but love our neighbors as ourselves. Because when you do not love a person, you don't have a certain level of empathy, capacity of like grace. And I know that there are some special breeds out there. Y'all can do it for strangers. But let me be honest about me and where I am. The people who I love with my, my all, they get an extra level of forgiveness. They get an extra level of grace. They get an extra level of kindness. They get an extra level of 
that was messed up what you said to me, but I know you didn't mean it. Like, I know that's the flesh, okay? Like, I know that's not who you are at your core. And I had to grow to that to learn that that's not who people are at their core. And it's not to say that I don't give it to strangers. And it's not to say that I don't give it to people who may not be on their level. I do, but they don't get as many passes. Like, I know that for a fact, they don't get as many passes. And they are quicker to lose access to me than other people. And that applies for family, friends, associates, whatever. How far you want to rebuild with somebody, right? There are some people in my life, I do not have any love there. So I do not have any desire to rebuild or reconnect. I told an old person in my life, they wanted to reconnect. They were trying to force it down my throat. Um, All I did was push me further away. I've explained that on episodes. Fast forward, I had a conversation with them and I was like, I appreciate your your honesty, your vulnerability. I, I do. I appreciate it. And I want to make sure that I acknowledge it in this moment. I was talking back then, but I guess this is acknowledging it again. Acknowledge, I told them that I wanted to make sure I acknowledged them reaching out. I acknowledged them being transparent because I mean, a lot of people don't have to do it. They don't have to do it multiple times and then they don't have to, I'm not going to say bear their soul, but they don't have to be, they don't have to put it all out there and be like, I can put it out there and I either get a yes or a no. Like they took the risk to rebuild with me and I I didn't want to take that for granted and I didn't want to crush that moment. Like I didn't want to, because of the situation between me and that person, I didn't want them to not want to try to be transparent in the future with somebody else to attempt to rebuild because they may be more open and more willing to it. This didn't necessarily have to do with love in this instance, in this instance with this person. Well. Now that I kind of think about it, yeah, the love definitely died down. I want the best for them, but the access to my life is limited, if any at all, right? And I hate that it had to get to that point, but it did. Just sometimes you just grow apart from people. And it doesn't mean that we have to try to keep them at the same level that there were because levels have changed, life has changed people and different things have happened. And I just didn't want that person. I didn't want the experience with me with trying to reconnect to taint reconnection in general for them. Does that make sense? But I let them know something that I still stand on. If we were to reconnect, you would not have the version of me that you used to have. I would not be a writer like I used to. You would not have as many passes as you used to the love has shifted. The love has changed. The version of me that you miss, you no longer have access to. As maybe messed up as some people would take that as, I think the person appreciated knowing like, okay, like not only did she finally listen to me and did she finally give me a response? Because what I noticed is that a lot of people have a problem without having closure. Like I'm gonna need y'all to learn how to move on with or without it because it's gonna happen, right? Like sometimes God just does certain things in our life and removes certain people and he gives us no explanation. Like it is what it is. Like we still gotta keep trucking, right? We're human beings. So I know that it's different makeups for everybody, but I would highly encourage everybody to number one, go back and listen to that closure episode. And number two, I'll say the reminder right here, we gotta get better at moving on and giving ourselves closure without the explanation. Because sometimes, as PD would say, the explanation is not justified enough for why somebody 
did you the way that they did or why somebody left you the way that they did. It doesn't really make you feel any better. It doesn't really make you feel um, complete more in a sense. It doesn't mean like, ah, oh, now I know. I'm not saying it can't happen sometimes, but for the most part, it's not like, ah, oh, now I know this. This is why this person did this kind of thing, right? And now I can move forward. It's not like the movies. Like this is still real life. Like you may hear that explanation and get even more upset and be like, you did, you screwed me over like this because of that. You mistreated me. Like, you know, like sometimes the explanation doesn't even justify. Sometimes it may take you off even more. And sometimes it can help. But regardless of whether we get it or not, we still got to move forward. We can't limit ourselves. And I think that person was happy to have closure to a situation. But once I broke down that you would never have the version of me that you loved and missed anyways, it was kind of like a piece of like, okay. I understand. Like this is this is what I was trying to reconnect to and I don't have access to that anymore and I have to live with the decisions that I made and move forward. And that was something that I appreciated. And what I learned from that was Loki stop being harassed was to give an explanation. I'm just kidding. But um what it kind of taught me was is kind of how I operated as a person. When I'm all in, I'm all in. But when I'm out, I'm out. Me being a human being, being gray, that is me having an example of a black and white stance. Like I know that fully invested into my people and we grow apart, there is a different version of me. It doesn't mean that I have to be disrespectful. It doesn't mean that I have to be rude. It doesn't mean that I have to have unforgiveness or anger in my heart. I'm not saying that sometimes that can't apply as well because it honestly can, like even including for me. But I also know that a lot of times I didn't want to have access to certain people. People were like, oh, you just haven't forgiven or, oh, you just, you're just not ready. And it's like, no, I've come to the conclusion that their time in my life is up. I've come to the conclusion that I only want to deal with this person when I have to. It's not a choice. And you never want to be around me when it's a have to and not a choice. There is just the different version of me that you get that I'm sure applies to a lot of human beings. And overall, the main thing that I learned about relationships in general take work is that the work and the good relationships they just pay off, right? Like you see the dividends, you see the harvest after putting the work to a good relationship. And it may feel like constant work, but it's different because it's not always work necessarily on the relationship. Sometimes it's work on yourself to be a better version for your relationship in general. And again, this can apply to all relationships. And to answer the question of like, how do you decide which family members get it and which ones don't? I think whether it's a family member, a friend, a romantic partner, you apply kind of like the same knowledge. I start with God and then I go with what he told me and I stand on that, ignoring all the critics and or opinions that's coming after. Because whether you go right or left, somebody's going to say something about something. That's just the world we live in. Number two, I would say pay attention to the party who wants to do the work. I'll use um, me and my mom, for example. There have been different episodes where you guys can hear the pain in my voice or whatever. But at the same time, and I've had this conversation with her privately, but I feel like maybe this needs to be a public acknowledgement as well. You know, she didn't ask me to do this, but just in case for this might you know, make it better for her as well. And then anybody who just has assumptions, y'all still go and assume anyways, but let me just make it clear. 
the reason that I still put in the effort with my mom is not because she's my mom. Like she's the perfect example because I'm so estranged from family and y'all have heard me say over and over, I don't care what your title is in my life. If it's time for you to be gone, it's time for you to be gone. Like I'm not hanging on to a family member. I'm not trying to reconnect to the highest form in the most toxic ways because of their title in my life. That's not that. My mom is a person who, whether she was my mom or not, title or not, she is a person who puts in the work from her end as well. I put in work, she puts in work. She tries to have conversation. She does self-work. She does the apologizing, the accountability. Um, from both of our parts, does it always come immediate? No. Do we always see it from each other's perspective immediately? No. But you can tell when somebody genuinely wants to improve the relationship and when somebody wants to gaslight you to say, well, I did my part, but they're not really doing the root work. Or I'm only saying this to say that I said it, but I don't really mean it. Like she's not one of those people. Her true intentions are to really rebuild. And I have a level of empathy and grace, not only for the mass amount of love that I have for her, but also because I look at what she came from. And to try to give her children the opposite of that, she could have fell into the trap of repeating the cycle. But to um, look at her literally giving her children the opposite of that to the best of her ability, is she gonna get it perfect? No, she's human being. But does she try her best? Yes. When she sees like, okay, I could have done this a little better. Yes. Something I always say is my brother will give people the opportunity to fix their mistakes. I'm just going to hold everything in. I'm holding in how I feel. I'm holding in how you made me feel. Like I'm holding in everything. And what that does is that limits the other party to be able to fix what a mistake that they could have made or a way that they could have made you feel like even if they did something that wasn't necessarily bad it could have made you feel a certain type of way even if that wasn't their intentions they can't read minds okay human beings can't read minds ladies as much as we want men to do it they can't read our minds some stuff we have to communicate with people right and they won't know it's a problem until we let them know it's a problem. We don't have to rah, 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 like cuss them out or grill them out about it. We can have simple conversations and be like, hey, this is what happened. This hurt my feelings. What were your intentions behind it? If they say, yeah, I meant to hurt you because I was hurt, cool, forgive them, move on, should you choose to. Or you could be very well surprised to be like, wow, I didn't know that's how you saw it because we don't see stuff the same way. There have been so many things in my life that I've talked about with my mom and we see it completely different and we remember it completely different and that goes to personality makeup that also goes to what our brains chose to make us forget to protect ourselves from like your brain literally will hide certain memories from you to keep you safe and protected and not have you relive it but just fair game warning, it can come back at any moment and you'll still have to like deal with the work. Like it didn't take it away. It just turned it off. It hit it for a second. So you could survive the time period of your life that you were in. And so I think she's just a great example of being willing to put in the work, being willing to be accountable and being willing to... um try to make it better, especially with the examples in both parents that she had, just bless her heart. Bless her heart from coming for our family. Like, bless bless my mom's heart, okay? Bless my heart, but really bless her heart because there was a certain level of protection that I was away from it, in a sense. 
um, that I'm grateful for. So bless her heart to have to deal with it for as, as long as she has, really. And I, I tell her this off the podcast, but I'll say this where everybody can hear. I, I applaud and acknowledge the work that my mom does on herself in her relationship with her children and in relationships with other people. And I tell her this all the time too. I highly encourage her to not change who she is because of the traumas in life that she's experienced. And God made her kind and loving the way that he did for a reason. Did he make her perfect? Absolutely not. But he made her kind and loving the way he did for a reason. And that's what we need in this earth. That's what people need to be blessed by. So I highly encourage her to be who God created her to be and to not question it. But I wanted to also acknowledge that publicly because um, I don't want her to feel like it's one-sided. Like I talk about my trauma, but I don't talk about the good things. I've talked about happy moments, but you got to kind of like listen week in and week out to kind of see the whole journey, the whole story. And it's okay because I don't, everybody's busy and I'm not requiring a lot of people to listen week in and week out. It's just that when something, it seems like a big gap in between an emotion or something, it's probably because you've missed four to six weeks of the journey and the process kind of thing, right? My mom was just a great example of that being an example of a family member who is like worth it and not worth it because of the title, but worth it because of the character, worth it because of the heart, worth it because of the work put in. That's a great relationship. And then, oh, something that I also want to say really quickly is I want to make sure that my BK fam acknowledges, acknowledges the spiritual warfare that happens. We deal with it in daily life, but you better pay attention to, to your relationships too. Even the best relationships come, come up against spiritual warfare and you have to be able to acknowledge it. You have to be able to say and call it out like, this isn't us. This is an attack on our relationship. Let us sit down, think about it, see it, and work on it and move forward. Let's call it out. Let's, you know, let's rebuke that spiritual warfare kind of thing. And me and my mom do that. Like we sit down and we're like, okay, this was really me. Okay. This was really you. And then we look at it and we're like, wait a second, this is spiritual warfare. We're fighting each other when we really should be fighting the enemy. Right. And then we look at what is a generational curse? What is a pattern between me and you? What is a pattern between you and your mom and her and her mom? You know, we look at the generational curses to try to break them. And if you find the patterns, then you can kind of see, like, oh, shoot, this is a battle that this family has been facing. It's not just me and mom. So we know that there's work that has to be put in to, um, to make it better and just to grow. So I would also highly encourage my BK fam, if you're trying to work out with a family member on who should have the effort and who shouldn't, make sure you pay to generational curses and patterns and try to figure that out. And then you'll kind of see a bigger picture. It doesn't seem as small as between you and the other party. You realize that it's something that's been running in the family for a minute and it's going to take some effort on your part and whoever you're trying to rebuild with to not let it taint your image completely kind of thing. And so hopefully all that kind of makes sense to you guys. I just, I just wanted to talk about this week of like, it literally takes work for the good ones and the bad ones. But what I will say is that the good ones have like, you get the reward, you get the harvest, you get the dividends back, you get like, it's worth it. 
right? Because you improve, they improve, and the relationship overall improves. When it feels one-sided, when it feels draining, when you know that the person is not in the place for it, you don't necessarily have to give up on it, but sometimes you got to let go and let God, give it time. And then sometimes you are allowed to go back and reconnect and have the conversations you know, rebuild. Sometimes it takes let go, let God, and let time do its thing. And then other times, there are times where it's like, um, okay, like this is never going to rekindle, but I'm going to forgive you and I'm going to heal so I don't bleed on other people who didn't cut me. And I just want to forgive you and heal so I don't walk around with hatred or aggravation or resentment in my heart for you. Like I can let, I can let you be over there. I can love you from a distance and you still don't have to have access to me. Point blank, plain and simple. My peace is priority. My happiness is priority. And if you're doing the opposite for me, the world on the outside would do that enough. You don't really want it from people in your life who you love, right? So yeah, that's all I got for this week. I hope it's a little helpful. I hope that helped about deciding who to keep in your life, who not. And I want you guys to remember that the situation, each situation is individual. Each situation has way more details than anybody would ever send in for a question or ask me on the street for a question. I don't know the details. I don't know the generational curses and patterns that run through. So there is deep dive work that's going to have to be done, right? But it's possible. And I will say that good and bad relationships take work, but the work and the blessings and the harvest that come out of the good ones, it's worth it. It's worth it. It is so worth it. So I love you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. All right, guys. Bye. Just listen, blank canvas, blank canvas, blank canvas.